What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Expected Bets for your weekly NHL gambling podcast presented by the Oddsbreakers. My name is Patrick Gates, your host. You can find me on Instagram at Gator Sports Betting and on Twitter at Gator Betting. Today, we have a very special guest, someone I've been following for a long time. Nick, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Nicholas Earl. I'm from Earl Sports Bets. Um, I do. Uh, I have a daily uh, live stream with yep. my brother, and I'm on a few other shows as well. So, yeah, I've been really into hockey this year and the last few years, and it's been a lot of fun betting it and all that fun jazz. Yeah, do you mind giving a kind of a brief introduction on how you got into hockey betting? Yeah, it was actually uh, a few years ago I was doing DraftKings Daily Fantasy, yep. and I was I was doing the NBA, and I was like, I really suck at this. So <laughs> let me get, let me try the NHL here. I, I didn't know what I was doing in the NHL when I first did it, and yeah. I just threw a couple lineups in, and one finished 10th. I'm like, ooh, this is fun. So I just kept riding with it, and then I started betting the actual games rather than putting in uh, DraftKings lineup. So, yeah, it's turned into this, and now I, I handicap it every single day, and uh, I enjoy it. It's my favorite sport to handicap. Yeah, so where can people find you on uh, Twitter? Um, and then I know you write for a website as well. Yeah, um, I'm uh, on YouTube, Earl Sports Bets as well as uh, on Twitter at Nicholas underscore Earl. And uh, I work for a, a site called Picks and Parlays. I, I'm, I have my handicapping on there as well. Uh, it's me and my brother on that. And uh, yeah, I'm on a few other shows, but yeah, you can find me at Earl Sports Bets on YouTube. That's awesome. Awesome. For sure. Yeah, definitely check him out. He's definitely one of the premier handicappers in the NHL. Definitely a tough sport to handicap. So when you kind of get a guy uh, such as Nicholas himself, he's definitely worth the follow. Uh, Make sure to check out his articles and his weekly or daily YouTube shows as well. So let's get into kind of some general NHL news and notes. we got the trade deadline coming up March 21st. Should be an exciting one. Uh, a lot of guys supposedly on the move here. I guess the main name is Claude Giroux. Where's he going? I know he'd mentioned before that he wants to go to a Stanley Cup contender. You look at Colorado as kind of his first option, kind of the Ray Bork-esque. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he said there's uh, three teams that he wanted to go to. Obviously, the Abs was his top choice, I believe. And then St. Louis and Minnesota were the other two. I don't think he goes anywhere else other than those three teams. So I think he's heading to that central division, regardless of which team it is. So it should be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, I think he'd fit in great in Minnesota, to be completely honest, add a little bit of depth to that team. I like Minnesota to go pretty decently far this year. They're on a little bit of a, a downfall yep. or they're a little bit of a slump, but I do like the, I, I do think that he can potentially fit nicely, maybe on a line with Kaprizov or something on there in Minnesota. Yeah. You mentioned Minnesota and you look at Cam Talbot, just kind of the inconsistency he's had over the past few games of just some, some games. He looks like a Vesna trophy candidate in other games. He looks like a third string backup. And I mean, if he can figure it out, Minnesota definitely has the lineup to kind of make a late playoff push, like you'd mentioned before. So that's definitely a team to watch out for. We'll get to them later. They take on the Maple Leafs, who've also been in kind of a little bit of a downturn recently. And the Toronto yeah. media, they, uh, they're they ruthless out there. Yeah, that's I guess that's just part of the uh, contract you sign when you sign with the, the Maple Leafs is you're, you're going to play in a spot kind of like New York for baseball where you'll get ridiculed over every little thing you do. Yeah, I agree. And I think Austin Matthews is starting to get to that point where he's a little fed up with uh, – some of those comments that he's getting uh, he hasn't scored, I believe in his last two or three games. Uh, so he's struggling a bit. Let's get into some new coaches as well. Montreal uh, Martin St. Louis took over coaching a peewee team before. Yeah. So takes over the Habs struggled his first few games. And now the Habs are on a three game win streak for taking on 
Buffalo tonight, uh, Wednesday night. And he seems to kind of reinvigorate these young guys. You look at Suzuki, Caulfield have been definitely playing better the last few games. Um, any, any take on that? Yeah, uh, I definitely think that he's pushed some of the right buttons here. Obviously, the first couple of games, they struggled. Uh, but that that tends to happen when you have a team like uh, Montreal, where I don't think they're as bad as people think they are this year. It's just they're missing everybody. Like, they don't even have their top goalies. They haven't had Price all year. They haven't had their captain Weber all year. They're missing Allen. They're missing Druin, Dvorak, Edmonds. They're missing a lot of players all year long. So this, I don't think this team is as bad as people think they are. And I think that the number one player that's really um, had a positive impact having Martin St. Louis on the team is Cole Caulfield. He's woken up offensively as of late. And I'm on Montreal tonight, so I'm hoping they take care of business against the Buffalo Sabres. But yeah, yeah. this is a de- Montreal, I think, is a, a bet on team the next few games, to be completely honest. No, I agree. I looked at that lineup, that line tonight. It opened at even money between Buffalo and Montreal. And I knew kind of the overnight it was going to shift to Montreal given their past few games and Buffalo skid. I mean, Buffalo did play the Blue Jackets, who are red hot, and Colorado, who's just um it hasn't been as good lately. When you really look at their numbers kind of in depth, they've struggled offensively a bit. Um, I'm sure they have the lineup though to turn it around in any moment and can put up six, seven goals a game. So it's not too much of a concern there, but yeah, that's definitely an interesting matchup tonight. We'll see what happens in that one. Uh, any other kind of coaching changes you want to talk about? Uh, the other one is Edmonton. Yep. Uh, I think that that's definitely been a nice little step in the right direction since they've gotten their new head coach. The name slips my mind at the second, but they, they won, I think, their first four games with them. And uh, the only game they lost is when they played their fifth game in seven games, seven days against a good Minnesota team. So, and they're, they're back in action tonight. And I, I think that they are a very live underdog against Tampa Bay as we speak. So, yeah, I like Edmonton right now. Uh, I, I got them at 16 to one to win the, uh, to win the Pacific Division. So I'm hoping that they have a nice little run in them there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, the Oilers are definitely turn things around. They went through that struggle. I believe it was back in January where they lost uh, several straight, but I mean, yeah, they have the, it looks like uh, McDavid and draw are kind of turning things around. Well, they struggled. I mean, if those two aren't going, the team's not going pretty much as simple as that. Goaltending's always been an issue for them, but it's been at least somewhat more consistent this year, I'd say in the kind of past few games where they've kind of turned things around uh, currently as we speak. Yeah. Edmonton's taking on Tampa Bay tonight. So, all right. That's kind of some general news. Let's get into some betting strategies that you kind of like to employ. I know you'd said you used um, your big NBA guy before this and then got in the NHL. Is there anything you kind of took from the NBA that you use kind of an NHL gambling or was it kind of a whole new strategy you had to kind of employ? It, it's, a, it's a whole new animal. Uh, yeah. Hockey is similar to baseball more in my mind than it is basketball or football. I think you can, you can link up basketball, football, and um, baseball and hockey as – well, spread sports and money line sports. So, yeah. And uh, generally for me, I look, I like looking at the advanced statistics for it. I, I use expected goals a lot Yep. Uh, to kind of give me an idea of where these teams should be putting up for goals wise compared to where they are. Then you can tell uh, using those numbers where you can get some positive negative regression from certain teams. So I, th- I think uh, using like those type of numbers, high danger chances as well, something along those lines um, are very helpful when it comes to handicapping hockey. Yeah, I, I use Money Puck a lot, but is there a specific site that you use? As Money well? Puck is yeah. my favorite as well. Uh, yep. I've looked a little bit at uh, Natural Stat Trick as well when it comes to the high danger chances. But yeah. then I, I, I love Money Puck as a website to look at. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's it's very kind of up to date in terms of advanced analytics and provides you with kind of clear cut information that you can use. Uh, it's always fun to follow along the um, what's it the expected ch the chance to win. Yeah, yes. yes, the expected chance to win during the games, and it's always funny to see some of those stats. I remember the one was Toronto and uh, Arizona when Toronto had like 40, 50 shots on uh, Arizona that game yeah. and their expected win was like 91%. It was pretty funny, but yes. yeah, Arizona pulled that one out. So, all right. Yeah. Let's get into some games for Thursday. Is there any you want to start off with? Uh, I think you sent a list of uh, games. So we can yeah. just start with the first one, whatever that one was. Yeah. We can start with Columbus at Florida. So Columbus is traveling to Florida. Columbus is 26, 23, one of the year. Florida's 35, 11 and five. In their last 10, Columbus has been great, 8-2. Florida's also been great, 7-3. Florida's coming off a loss versus Nashville, where they were heavily favored. Um, but they were returning from a five-game road trip there, so it kind of was a bad spot for them when you really look at it. Columbus has turned things around, but they do have somewhat of a goalie issue, I'd say, right now. Uh, Corpus is out indefinitely. Merz Lincolns is questionable for Thursday tonight, so it looks like Barubi could get the start. Any Thoughts on who's going to get the start for Columbus on Thursday? I'm thinking it's going to be Merz Leakins. I'm checking, uh, I'm checking goalie posts right now to see what they're saying. Uh, it looks like it could be John Francois Barube, but uh, it could be Merz Leakins as well. That's something to keep an eye out for, uh, especially if you like the side I like. I haven't bet anything in this game, but I definitely do like a total in this game if it moves to a certain point. Uh, if you like the over, bet it now. But I, I'm leaning towards the under in this game. I'm waiting for this to hit a seven because uh, I think tomorrow uh, when we look at it, we have a few six and a halves. And I think we're going to be shocked to see them go under. Like uh, there's, a, there's a few games. I know one we're touching on later that I like the under in as well. Teams that have been trending over as of late and stuff like that. But when we look at the advanced numbers with the, the expected goals for uh, for those games, these with the six and a half number and especially with the seven number here that we might be getting with uh, Florida. I think we're going to see some unders tomorrow and we're going to see some regression from all these overs we've been seeing. So I, I like the under here and I'm going to wait for it to hit a seven, but if it doesn't, I don't mind six and a half. It's some nice plus money. Yeah, I agree. I was going to mention that before too. I mean, we've been seeing a lot of games move from the six and a half to seven, especially this week. There's a few kind of earlier in the month as the trend started to go is, the NFL or the NHL, excuse me, is just running on a roll for overs as we've seen kind of this year, which is crazy. Um, I definitely think I agree with your point. This game's going to move to seven at some point before, whether tomorrow it is. And there's there's no doubt in my mind this game moves to seven based on kind of the recent trends. I mean, in the last 10, Columbus is eight, one and one to the over and Florida's eight and two to the over. I mean, these teams are trending at a crazy pace to the over here. And there's it's bound to be some regression when you really look at it. Uh, Bobrovsky struggled a bit, I guess, but he's still an elite goaltender when you kind of break it down and Florida is still, I mean, in their last 10, they've allowed 3.4 goals compared to their season average of 2.9. So they haven't been great defensively, but neither has Columbus averaging 3.8 in their last 10 to the, uh, Columbus's 3.64. So both teams, obviously more goals, more goals against, but yeah, like I said, seven's, seven's a lot in this game when you really break it down and you mentioned the numbers before. Yeah. So one thing I was going to target here was going to be shots on goal. Uh, Florida ranks first and Columbus ranks 32nd in terms of shots on goal allowed. So if you're looking at some props tomorrow, I definitely target some shots on goal here. Look at Huberdeau, Ekblad, Barkov, kind of the big three for uh, Florida. 
Yeah, I usually don't get into the shots on goal props. I'll mess around with some goal scorer props. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get to any in this game, even though it is going to be a six and a half, seven. Generally, when I like unders, I'll stay away from goal, goal scorer props because I don't think there's going to be as many goals scored. So, yeah, uh, but I can definitely see Florida getting shots on goal. And I can easily see this being a 4-1 Florida game. Yeah. So, any thoughts? Florida still puts up a few. Yeah, any thoughts on line A uh, anytime goal scorer? I mean, you said 12 in his last 10. Uh, it's been on I mean, an absolute roll lately. Seems to just tur- turned it on. So if I was to take one here, I guess he'd be my pick. Yeah, I mean, the way he's been scoring lately, if you guys like the over, especially in this game, uh, if you're on the opposite side as me there, uh, I, would, I wouldn't mind line A. I wouldn't mind Huberto. I wouldn't mind Barkoff or players like that. Uh, but, yeah, line A has looked really good as of late. Granted, Columbus has played Buffalo, Chicago. Granted, uh, they did have Toronto, though, in one of those games. Uh, but they put seven back-to-back up on Chicago and Buffalo. So they haven't been playing the greatest competition, but I do think that um, Lina has just been looking amazing lately. And this uh, Blue Jackets team has been a little sneaky. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. They were underdogs in Chicago when they took them on February 17th, which is is just a crazy number when you really look at it, kind of how they've been playing, given Chicago's performances. Um, they're even an underdog against Toronto, which is expected, I guess. But yeah, their total has been six and a half, six and a half, seven. And so Florida's in the last three. So no doubt this game goes to seven. And like you said, I, I agree with you on the under here. It's got to come back here at some point. And these teams can't keep putting up these goals, especially Columbus does struggle on the road a bit. So I do like the under here if it hits seven. So yeah, I would definitely wait till Thursday around puck time, at least by five o'clock, it's going to hit seven. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the next one. Washington at New York. Uh, Caps have won two straight against Philly and Nashville. Nashville was a good win. Philly's kind of been scrappy lately, but they have struggled as of recently. Um, look at, yeah, and then you look at New York here. They're 32, 13 on the year. They're coming off a win against Ottawa, but they've been very low scoring in the past few games. Um, been great defensively as well, but over under set at six here. And this is another game too. You look at the total and I, it's a tough one to predict at six for me. Um, Cause you could see them getting six here, but both teams have been, um, I guess Washington at least been struggling a bit offensively, but they do get Oshie, Monta, Schultz have been skating in practice, but I doubt they'll return. You said probably what early February, early March I'm expecting. And yeah. then Backstrom's probable tonight as well. So any kind of initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, uh, this is another one I've already bet. I like the under in this game. Uh, We see recently Washington struggled offensively. They haven't – the last time they played, I want to say, was the 17th. So it will be a full week off for them as well uh, since they played Philly, where Philly had that absolute meltdown in the last few minutes uh, to blow a – what was it, a 3-2 lead and lose 5-3. Like that was – and I was looking at uh, I was looking at the live lines on that game. Like, ooh, should I take Washington plus six seventy five? I went to go click it, and then it froze. I'm like, okay. And then they scored, and it's like, all right, I can't bet that anymore. And then on the Rangers side here, if anybody's listened to me talk about this Rangers team all year, they know I'm not a fan of them. Yeah. Like I, th- this Rangers team, when you look on their their advanced numbers, five on five, they're one of the worst in the NHL. They are a good power play and a good goaltender. And that's how I'm expecting tomorrow. I expect I'm expecting um, I'm expecting the Rangers to rely on Igor Sesterkin way too much again, um, and they I'm expecting him to stand on his head against a Washington team that I actually feel like they are going to be a, an interesting dark horse when it comes to the playoffs. 
where you see that experience. You get Mantha back, you get Oshi back for the playoffs, and this team can win a couple rounds, I think. Uh, they could be sneaky. But, yeah, I, I like the under in this game. I don't expect too much from the Rangers, and I expect Sisterkin to be Sisterkin. Um, so I, I like under six in this spot here. I can see a, a three to two type of game in this one. Yeah. I mean, this is a tight game too, for the standings. Look at Rangers have 50 games played and have 69 points and Washington got 52 games played and 65. So Washington really needs this game. And I, and like you said, I think it's going to be kind of a playoff matchup here. I can see this easily being a three, two game either side here. The lines move slightly towards the Rangers who are now minus minus one thirty. but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Samsonov has been decent as of late. Vanacek looked like the starter before he got hurt. And then Samsonov's come in, looks fairly decent. So I think that's going to be kind of an ongoing battle. But yeah, Shesterskin's the clear number one in New York. And like you said, yeah, I think six is, I, even if it hits six, I think it's a going to be a good push either way. But I yeah, can see I, this. I like the push a bit ability on that one. Yeah, I could see this being a 3-2 game either side there. In terms of player props, don't really like anyone here. Um, Kreider struggled his last three, but um, I guess Panarin does have seven in his last five and Zibanejad has eight points in his last five. So like you said, though, I don't expect this to be a high scoring game. So I don't really want to target any player props here as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the under in that one. I guess we can head over to Minnesota and Toronto, another seven o'clock game. Minnesota is coming off a loss where they got upset, uh, in Ottawa, Toronto's coming off three losses in a row to Columbus, Montreal, and St. Louis. They've really struggled as of late. Jack Campbell's kind of looked completely different in the past month or so. Um, he's struggled, but Toronto's clearly scoring more goals. Their offense has picked up, but their defense has struggled. Their last 10, they're averaging 0.4 more goals for and about 0.6 more goals against in that. And then you look at Minnesota kind of tracking on the same goals for in the last 10 and allowing slightly more goals for in the last 10. But yeah, Toronto opens up at minus 155 here with the overset six and a half. I don't know what your thoughts are in this game. Yeah, this is a spot here where, yeah, we've looked at, I, I've, I've seen Minnesota lately, and this is a team that I do like this season. Uh, I do have a Stanley Cup future on them. And they've been struggling, and I've been fading them a little bit as of late. Uh, and it's it's been working. Uh, I've, I've had team totals with Winnipeg and with Florida and with Ottawa against them. This team has been giving up goals, but it is going to be Kapokokkanen in the net, which I do think is a better goaltender than Cam Talbot. Agreed, yep. Uh, we have Toronto coming in. They've been struggling offensively as of late. And even in that in that game where it finished 4-3 against Columbus, that game only had five expected goals in it. So they've been getting some – they've been scoring more than expected recently. I like the under six and a half in this spot. This is another one where I know a lot of people are going to like the over in this game. I got the under six and a half at minus 101. I see this as a potential 4-2 game. Yep. So I'm looking at this game under six and a half. I don't mind that whatsoever. So uh, it's another one where – I'm going to have some unders that are going to be kind of uncomfortable to watch. And this is going to be one of them, but I think this game finishes four or two. Yeah. I mean, you look at the stats too. the overs five and one in Minnesota's last five, but Toronto has been great at home in the last eight, seven and one, but have struggled on the road two and five in the last seven. You look at the number minus minus one fifty five. Toronto hasn't been around that number at all recently. They've been minus 200 or above in pretty much every game. So honestly, I think there is some value here on Toronto money line here i get it's a little bit to lay but i think i toronto's at home here and i think they need a rebound here everyone was on them versus columbus their last game 
thinking of bounce back game, but that was a back-to-back where they got upset Montreal in the game before. So I think two days off. So yeah, I think I'm going to ride with Toronto money line here just to rebound at home and kind of get back on track. But yeah, though the under, I agree. I think it's going to be a tight one, especially given these two teams um, as of late. Yeah. I'd also lean towards the wild money line at, yeah. at plus money. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to, it's tough to fade the wild at minus money. Uh, there's very few teams that I would do that with, and Toronto's just not one of those teams right now, the way they're playing. So both these teams have been struggling. It would be dog or pass for me when it comes to a side, but I like the total more than anything. Yeah. No. So I guess we're on opposite sides of that one. But, yeah, it's, it's really a toss-up in that game tomorrow when you look at it. Um, so, all right, let's move on to an 8-30 game, Dallas at Nashville. Dallas is 27-25 on the year. Their last 10, they're 6-4. and four. Nashville's 29-18-4 on the year, 5-4-1 in their last 10. Dallas has struggled offensively, but it's kind of the Dallas Stars team that we were used to seeing before. Uh, I mean, last year and previous years, they were an automatic underbet pretty much every game where you'd look at them. This year, they kind of were an over team, I guess, for the beginning of the season. They were kind of great in there, but in Dallas's last four, the under is 4-0. But look at Nashville on the other side. The over is 5-1 and one in Nashville's last six. Dallas kind of coming off a 3-1 win or a 3-1 loss at Arizona. Um, and if kind of coming off a they're still on a road trip here. So I don't I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is the second half of a back-to-back for the Dallas Stars. Uh, they're playing tonight in Winnipeg, yep. and currently, as we're speaking, I want to say that's a one nothing game for Winnipeg. Um, yeah, and, and it's Ottinger in net tonight for Dallas, which means tomorrow we're going to get – or on Thursday, we're going to get Braden Holpe in net. And we've seen what Nashville has done here recently when UC Saros is not on the top of his game. They're giving up goals, 4-5, 4-5-4 in their last five games. Nine of their last 10 have gone over five and a half expected goals. If I'm getting a five and a half in this one here, uh, I'm not, uh, I haven't had this line available in my book yet because Dallas is playing tonight. Uh, but I'm going to be betting the over five and a half on this spot uh, with, with Holt being net and with Nashville giving up chances recently. Uh, I also lean towards the Predators here. I'll probably look Preds and Reg or something along those lines. Yeah. But I, I like the Predators and I like the over in this spot. Yeah, I agree on both sides. I'm definitely on the Predators here. I think Nash Dallas has been okay. Uh, they're four and four coming off back to backs. They're three and one after a win, one and three after a loss. But the over under is two and five in those uh, games. So yeah, but I agree. I mean, Holby hasn't been great this year. So you look at um, Nashville here, but I think Saros is clearly the better goalie, regardless. Uh, when you really break down those two, the over under right now on a few books is unavailable, but in others is listed at five and a half. Uh, minus 110 and like you said I think that's a great price right now to kind of grab the five and a half in this game but who knows when the what the stars do tonight that line could drastically yeah. shift um, either way I mean we saw what in New York and Seattle the other night the over-under was what five which is probably, yeah. yeah one of the first of the year but I doubt this this line won't move to five but if anything it'll move to six before puck line or before puck drop that's my only thoughts on this one any thoughts on yeah. kind of the total movement? Yeah. I mean, you think it sticks at five and a half or it goes I, th- up to six? I think it stays at five and a half. Yeah. Uh, people, some people are going to like the under in this game because Dallas struggles to score goals, but I can see action on both sides. I don't see this moving either. I definitely don't see this hitting a five. So I, I think it's either a five and a half or maybe a six. If this, this jets uh, stars game finishes like 
seven or like five, four or something like that. If it's a high scoring game, then maybe you can see it, but move up. But I don't see it moving up unless something drastic happens tonight. I think five and a half is where it's going to stay. Yeah. This is another game big for uh, Dallas too. They're about six points behind Nashville in the standings with two games in hand. So if they win tonight versus Winnipeg and then can beat the Preds, it'll only be two points uh, behind fourth and try to make a wild card push here. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. I think Nashville takes it minus 150. I think depending on, like you said, the start or the Stars game tonight, the money line is going to shift either way, whether they win or lose. Um, that line is going to shift in the over-under. But, yeah, I agree. My move to six, but I think it sticks around five and a half, like you said before, in this one. And then in terms of player props, really don't have any. No guys have kind of, I guess, Roman Yossi, look at 13 points in his last eight. But in terms of that, uh, Forsberg, four points in his last two. But it's just not enough kind of that you're really seeing out of consistency out of Nashville that you really want to take a player prop in this one for me. So I guess we'll move on to the final game of the night, which is Calgary at Vancouver flames, absolutely red hot as late one ten in a row tied their franchise record. They're currently minus one seventy on the money line, I believe, but that line is going to shift before puck drop. That's going to kind of move to 180, 190. I can see just because the public's going to be all over them. Vancouver, like one fifty right now on the money line. The over under set at six. Any thoughts here? I mean, Calgary scoring above. Calgary's averaging four point two goals in their last ten, but only giving up one point five. And they have Markstrom in that tonight, so it's really a tough play, I guess, for me to kind of fade Calgary here. I'm probably going to stay away from the money line, given how much it is. But if you look at Calgary and Reg, or even the over here at plus money, which I think is could be a play. I'm going to, I'm going to be on Calgary tomorrow and reg probably yep. that's probably where I was looking in this game. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've actually bet this game and I, I am on the opposite side there. I like the under in this one. We've seen the last time these two teams played Calgary and Vancouver, we saw both goalies stand on their heads. It was a one, nothing game that I think went to overtime or shootout. Overtime, um, yep. And this is a Calgary team that's been winning because of their defense. Um, they've given up. Uh, three goals in one of their last 10 games. Uh, the last 10, one, one, two, 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 zero, two, three, zero. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is playing Vesna caliber hockey. And this is a flames team that is winning on the backs of their defense. Yes. They're putting in goals, but I see this as a uh, spot here where it's going to be a four, one type of game uh, with the Calgary flames coming out on top and, uh, Markstrom shutting down this offense of Vancouver, which has been a little bit better as of late, but I, I'm probably going to look towards a team total under here for Vancouver as well. Um, this is just a, a spot here where I like Calgary defensive wise uh, to, to control this game and to slow down the Vancouver and win a lower scoring game. So I like, I like flames and rag. I like under five and a half in this spot. Yeah, I mean, some books have even shifted this line to six I'm seeing right now at plus money. And when you really look at it, I guess you can take if you're looking at the under, you could lay a little juice on it and take it at six and play for the push there. Worst case scenario, if if Calgary does come out and put four or five goals up in this matchup. But yeah, no, I agree. I think Calgary and Reg's definitely the play here. Elias Ledholms looked great in his last 10. He's got 16 points. He's on a what eight eight goals in his last eight games. and then on the other side, Peterson or Pedersen's got six assists in his last three games too. So those are, I guess, if you're looking at player props in this game and taking the over, those are two guys you're going to want to target here. 
Calgary's healthy and they, they, they look great. I mean, there's no two ways around it. Their defense has been incredible. Markstrom as well. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. I think Calgary and Reg's going to be the play here. And like I said, if you're going to take that line, take it now, it's going to shift before puck drop. So if you're listening to this Wednesday night or Thursday morning, take it as soon as you can, because that line is going to move. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on this game? Oh, uh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So the other games happening uh, on Thursday are the Devils at the Penguins and the Bruins at the Kraken and then the Islanders at the Sharks. Any thoughts on those or any plays on those? I mean, the Bruins and Kraken is kind of a stay away game for me there. Uh, Bruins have been, I guess, somewhat better in the last few, but still very unpredictable. The Kraken are always a wild card when you really look at it. The over-under in that game opened at six and a half and is now down to six. Um, so yeah, any, any thoughts on that one or is that kind of, I, I like the over six in this one here. We've seen, uh, Seattle, the last few games, give up five goals to the Islanders and five goals to the Canucks, which these are, those are two teams that they don't score that many goals that often. And Boston's coming in, they're getting Brad Marchand back. Uh, he's finally done with his six game suspension. Uh, so he's going to be right back on that top line with Bergeron and Pasternak. So I feel like this could be an interesting spot here. And I I think the Kraken are a live underdog in this game because uh, I can see Mar- um, Marchand coming back into that lineup and you have to jumble the lines back up. And yep. it could be a little bit, maybe at least at the very least, the first period look with the uh, – with the Kraken, you can probably get a decent price at Kraken first period money line. Uh, that could be an interesting look, but I, I like goals in this game because uh, Seattle's been giving them up, and I could see Boston putting up a few. Yeah, no, uh, I, for that one, I agree. I'm trying to look up the first period money line in this game. Yeah, so you could take the Kraken plus. You could take the first period money line Kraken plus three ten, uh, three way, or you can take them at plus. Uh, a half for minus 150. 150. You're wrong. Yeah. Around minus 150. So yeah, I don't think that's a bad lay at all, especially kind of the Bruins readjusting, like you said, their lines with Marchand back um, and they have struggled in the first period in the last 10, only with 0.8 goals for. Um, so yeah, no, I agree. I think that's definitely a line or an angle to look at in this game. All right. Yeah. No, I want to thank you again for coming on. And do you want to plug kind of your socials and where everyone can find you one more time? Yeah. Uh, on YouTube, Earl Sports Bets. We're live, me and my brother are live any, uh, every single morning, anywhere between 10 and 11 a.m. Um, I'm on Twitter at Nicholas underscore Earl. I post all my goal scorer props and stuff like that uh, up on there. And then uh, I'm over at Picks and Parlays as well. That's the, the website I work for it. And uh, that, that's just about it. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you again. And everyone, this has been another ex- episode of Expected Bets for thanks for listening.